You're listening to What the Folklore, making sense of senseless tales. You can support us on Patreon and join our Discord server at patreon.com slash wtfolklore. And with that, our intern leaves her post. The spell has been cast. She goes to her bed. And she refuses to keep us safe from the various wind creatures she was boofing at. Mm. We're on our own. We can take them. Maybe. There's three of us. Yeah, but we're all in different places. Even better. Scattered. Flank them. <laughs> yeah. They can't get us all. Well, it is the wind. I'm talking <laughs> myself out of this. <laughs> it is the wind, yeah. One of us needs to live to tell the tale. Of fighting the wind creatures? Yes. We we had an odd encounter with wind creatures last night. Oh? We went to bed real late, as is tradition. It's the wee hours of the morning, post 2 a.m., and we had just settled into bed, and then there was a big thump downstairs. We have uh, security cameras, and, and one of them caught the, the thump and alerted uh Captain Grimoire Highwind's phone and it did not see anything and we could not see anything making the thump but the outdoor cams also caught something so we we watched those for a little while and there wasn't the thump sound on them and there also wasn't anything visible other than moths there was a very strange noise kind of like horror movie folio or foley horror movie foley mm-hmm. um, of like it's almost a scratching at the door, but there was nothing there. Did at any point you hear a baba duck duck duck? Uh, I mean, the thump could have been a, a singular duck. <laughs> so it could have been a very tired duck. Is the is the baba duck like thunder? <laughs> like and, the, the more of it you hear, the more the, the, the ducks are spread apart, the further the baba duck is away. Um, yes, I think man, that's accurate. Polite of it. <laughs> It gives you a to, warning. To sort of, yeah, I I like when horror creatures sort of give me lots of time to prepare for their approach. Yeah, if they have very regimented rules that are easy to understand. Mm-hmm. And then about 40 minutes later, same thing happened. Another thump. Another, like, both cameras catching something. Mm-hmm. Um, and the DIN camera also caught something, and it's pretty far away from the, the front but we couldn't even hear the noise that the DIN camera thought it was getting. Um, however, that side of the house is a lot closer to the whole ass toilet that I discovered last weekend. Yeah, you have, uh, you told me, I don't think you've mentioned it on the show, but you want to get into this? <laughs> About a, a toilet that you found? Yeah. A found toilet. Yeah. Um, so... Um. I don't know if we talked about this either, but back in October, a tree fell pretty much on the house. I'm sure that this got talked about. Yeah, I okay. think so. 
I don't think we would have omitted that. It was was, kind of a big deal. It was sort of a big deal. Uh, Took out our shed, and it didn't take out too much of the house. It just kind of damaged the side, like scraped up against it. Um, So it took a long time to get through the homeowner's insurance shenanigans because insurance companies do hate humans and want them to suffer for as long as possible. Um, But we finally got that through and then we're able to remove the tree so it had been a long time since i'd been out back and like really looked at the wreckage um so i was out there doing some yard work and i was kind of looking at that's what is left of our shed because we still need to find out how and where to take most of a shed um and behind it broken shed yeah smashed Mostly to pieces. You just I was, put it on I was kind of curb. Uh, it is very large. Yeah, just put it on. <laughs> you put it on the. Make, you could, put it on the curb. <laughs> you could make a tiny house out of it. Um, so I went around the back of the shed because I'm trying to like salvage some of the the tree trunk bits that were left and and other things to try and make a garden for cheap. Um, so I was surveying the shed for materials for that, and behind it. There's a whole ass toilet, presumably left there by the former drunk homeowners, whom we've had one encounter with, uh, and several like gifts left behind in the house. Um, and inside the toilet, which is half buried behind the shed, uh, I could see at least one beer bottle. Mm. So essentially, I did find buried treasure. Okay. Was but... there anything in the beer bottle? Maybe ghosts oh. <laughs> that are now like tap tapping on our door. Um, it's a very a very southern ghost story. Toilet ghosts, yeah, yeah. Drunk toilet ghosts. That is quintessential southern ghost story. So yeah, that's the only thing new in my quarantine. Is a a surprise beer bottle toilet ghost. Anything new with you guys? Um, you know, getting getting that. Getting that needle kiss. Getting <laughs> smooched by the needle. Getting smooched by science. And yeah, in, in less than a week. Smooch number one. Um how, how many smooches are we talking? I think two. Dang. Man, in uh, like movie or folklore terms, that means you're married. Yeah, you're about to marry science. That could do much worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> a new monster hunter out so i'm doing a bit of science myself oh yeah how is that oh it's still science yeah it's <laughs> very very science what what does that mean it's still science um, that means yeah, you I... kill animals for clothing and you call it research oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i'm a little salty about monster hunter's whole premise <laughs> is it good it's fine is this one good it's it... fine it has little dogs that you can ride and put clothes on, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, they added dogs to this one. That's good. Not just not just cats. Yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan of having a palico and a palamute. Um, it's you the... wish you were doing anything else with them? <laughs> I wish I was doing actual like biological research on the cool-ass monsters instead of just murdering them for outfits. <laughs> uh, so we have gathered again, obviously, because we're all talking into microphones and that can only mean one thing 
that we should probably introduce who we are that you've been listening to. Um, oh, yeah. Maybe. But also, like... Yeah, I guess. We can do that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we're what the folklore, making sense of senseless tales. Mm-hmm. And I am your storyteller, Carmen. Crime Weaver Tyler here. I am Gordy. Uh, I will be known this week as... Bartholomew Reckoning. Oh, That's I did not name. realize that there was one of those coming. <laughs> I think there's always one around the corner. Coming around the bend. A general reckoning or a Bartholomew? Uh, a, a reckoning. Just, it's a yeah, big family. Yeah, as a general as a general matter, there is usually a reckoning coming. That clarifies a lot of things from the past couple years. Yeah. Or I, I would say maybe we're we've been in one for for a bit. We have certainly been doing some some reckoning. You best start believing in reckonings, Miss Turner. That, that's a that's a thing that could be a joke. It was a joke. Cool. That was a, that what part of that wasn't a joke. You laughed at it. I heard it through my headphones. Lies and slander. I'm going to amplify it and play it again now. (laughs) I'm I'm going to slow it down and play it again. All right, I'm putting a stop to this. Um, (laughs) I'm here to tell you to a folktale whether you want me to or not. This is the contract we signed years ago. Um, and blood, and it's binding. So it's a real Ursula contract. I didn't think it through at the time. Yeah, my <laughs> octopus tentacles probably should have been alerted me to something. Yeah, but by the time you yeah. realized what, you already was like, "Ooh, fancy quill," and gave me that super spirally uh, signature of yours. I think my signature is bad enough that I could, uh, <laughs> in in a court of law just do it again weasel your way out yeah and the jury would not be able to tell that they are from the same person (laughs) maybe that's a good strategy for the fairy lawyer loopholes yeah like if you can't prove that my signature belongs to me then what are you gonna do uh speaking of fairy lawyer loopholes uh i will be telling you guys a fairy tale today called the battle of the birds oh ho uh-huh a title that bears some significance to this show, I believe. Yeah. Well, we'll see if it does. Oh, yeah. That promises some significance to the show, but we've been lied to before many Perhaps times. Perhaps a disappointment. Um, so this has been suggested to us by Anna, Book Cultist Supreme. Thank you, Anna. Uh, this, this is, is a, two in a row? Yeah. I'm just kind of like working through a list. That's fair. <laughs> and Anna does me the kindness of, of sending links, so... Of doing the work for you. Yeah. We love that here. <laughs> it is our favorite. It... That's, that's a virtue here on What the Folklore. <laughs> Feed our laziness. Thank you. In fact, if somebody wants to start just recording and sending me audio, <laughs> I'll just start putting that up instead. Yeah. Any any audio you've got, just send it along and we'll stitch it together. And that's the show now. Toss it up on the feed for others to enjoy. Um, just record off number stations. Just um, really a hodgepodge podcast network. I mean, that sounds right. That sounds like the inevitable end to what we have started here. We can start taking on Max Fun and call ourselves Max Gunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, how about Max Goop? <laughs> we I don't want two powerful entities coming after us at once. We could take him. We're in different places now. That's is true. Ma- they can't Max, find us. We've gone over this. Can't is find Max us all. Goop a powerful entity? We'd have Max Fun and Gwyneth Paltrow after us. Oh, sure. Yes. Although, I don't know. It depends on which cleanse she's doing, whether or not Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow is a powerful entity or very weakened. <laughs> um, yeah. I Right now? I don't know. It's hard to say. It is. We haven't done a, a Paltrow watch in a while to know. Our spies have not brought back intel. Uh, anyway, we're going to Scotland. Uh, so this is a tale from... There are uh, a lot of birds there? Probably. There are a lot of birds everywhere. Regular. <laughs> Regular I've, number of birds. I've also Regular. noticed an increasing trend on the internet meme generators that um, there's a, a growing suspicion of birds in the populace. Rightly so. For being um, CIA drones? CIA drones or uh, otherwise murderers. There was a thing that it might have been shared to our Discord, but... Uh, mm-hmm. From this like list of planets, how many deaths and how many birds, <laughs> um, and Earth is the only one with both. So, yeah, as far as we know. So there's been a lot of mistrust in birds growing on the internet, and I would just like to state for the record, we were here first. <laughs> <laughs> one, we're happy you're here. Two, step off. <laughs> we we saw the signs yeah. years ago. Please just you let us younglings. Have this one thing one we're glad that you're gonna make yourself safe Two, get your own (laughs) or get your own thing to be afraid of yeah or at least recognize recognize that we're the fear our authority yes we we are the authority on bird fear um (laughs) well there's the title (laughs) probably if i know our audience yeah it might be yeah, we got a lot of wild story to get through, so no one, I won't count on that just yet. That's fair. Um, so this is uh, collected from Celtic Fairy Tales, a Joseph Jacobs collection from 1892, and the story itself is Arne Thompson, Uther Index Type 313, The Magic Flight. I remember that one. Yeah. You'll remember several elements that yeah. are scattered willy-nilly throughout the story without much... Uh, regard for sense or order. <laughs> so strap it. Okay. I will tell you a story about the wren. Which wren? The wren. The power this is the of... wren that we've met before? We have maybe met this wren. I'm telling you a story about the wren. I would like you to keep that in mind for the duration of the story that I am telling you the story about the wren. The wren with the power. <laughs> you remind me of the wren. Yeah, there we go. There was once a farmer seeking a servant, and the wren met him and offered his service. The farmer was like, um, what could a poor creature like you do? And the wren said, try me. <laughs> Aggressive. Yeah, step to it. So the first job the wren was given was threshing in the barn, which he did with a flail. The wren it's an interesting oh. tactic at a job interview, though. Is yeah. if, the, if the person says, what can you do? You say, give me a job first. I'll show you. <laughs> I, I think just, just try me has all of the implied threat and confidence that you need to learn that gig. <laughs> just, it'll be worth your while. Just just yeah. see what's up. Also, just kind of a catch-all answer to any question they ask. 
Mm-hmm. Just keep throwing that one out there. I'm going to have to give that a shot in my next job interview. <laughs> um, so the wren was threshing with a flail, and he knocked off one grain, and a mouse came out and ate it. I'll trouble you not to do that again, said the wren, and struck off two grains, and the mouse, little fucker, eats those too. Probably flipping him the bird. Is that more or less offensive to birds? Probably more, because it's like bird appropriation. That's that's their cultural gesture. It doesn't um, even resemble them. That no. is probably insulting. Yeah. I mean, birds have a lot of reasons to go to war against us. <laughs> um, you call your middle finger a bird. It doesn't even make any fucking sense. As an insult, screw you. We'll mess with your royal lineage. Um, so they arranged a contest of strength, as you do when someone keeps eating the grains that you're threshing. The wren brought his twelve birds, you know the ones, and the mouse brought her tribe. You have your. Are they wrens? The twelve birds that the wren brought. Yeah. I don't know. You know. We know the birds. Okay. (laughs) I guess I I I know. Yeah. I guess I know. You know wrens. The story seems to think that you fucking know who these twelve birds are. (laughs) Yeah, I I know. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> How could I not know? <laughs> the story says I do, then I do. Otherwise, why would I be here? <laughs> oh, it's real early for you to be cracking this level of madness, Tyler. You gotta give yourself a place to go, buddy. <laughs> got a pace. Can't, can't give in to self doubt just yet. Yeah, we're. <laughs> Don't let the story gaslight you. You know what you know. <laughs> we're only cracking the surface here, friend. Uh, You have your tribe with you, said the wren, as well as yourself, said the mouse, and she struck out her leg proudly, which is a weird pride gesture to make. But the wren broke her leg with his flail, and they set a day for a pitched battle, (laughs) which I assume means it wasn't immediately following this, but they like put it on their calendars. Uh, When every creature and bird was gathering to battle, the son of the king of Tethertown said, I'll go check that out. Tethertown? Yeah, Tethertown. What a whimsical place! I know. Sounds like the like main location of a, a Saturday morning cartoon series. <laughs> uh, so by the time the son of the king of Tethertown arrived, the battle was mostly over except for one fight between a great black raven and a snake. And we all know what snakes have been in the past. Mm-hmm. Except for those of you who are new to the podcast and have been very confused for a very long time, starting from when we talked about toilet ghosts instead of folklore. Um, so snakes have, in previous stories, been fairies in disguise. Undergoing a trial. Yes, for more power. Uh, the snake was twined around the raven's neck, and the raven held the snake's throat in its beak, and it seemed like the snake would get a victory. Mm-hmm. So the king's son for whatever reason, decided he'd help the losing side, and uh, with one blow, he took the head off the snake. So I guess that fairy failed that trial. (laughs) (laughs) No no more power for that fairy. Bested by the Tinkle Todd of Tethertown. (laughs) Tinkle Todd's a good name for him, because he doesn't get another one, and that gets confusing later. We'll go with Tinkle Todd. Sure, of course. Um, so when Raven got his breath back, he said, Okay, for your kindness, I will give you a sight. Climb up now on the root of my two wings. And the king's son got up on the raven, and he was flown over nine bins, which are high mountains, after some difficult googling. Um, nine glens, 
which are valleys and nine mountain moors. The raven then pointed out a house and said, go over there to that house. Uh, <laughs> a sister of mine makes her dwelling there and you will be welcome. If she asks you, were you at the Battle of the Birds? Say, yes, you were. If she asks you if you saw anyone like me, say, yes, you did. And be sure to meet me at this place tomorrow. So the king's son got good treatment that night. He ate meat of each meat, drink of each drink, had warm water for his feet and a soft bed for his limbs. The next day, the raven took him over six bins, six glens, and six mountain moors. Found another uh, bothy, which is a basic shelter left unlocked for anyone to stay in, which is kind of a cool idea. And when he was there, he got similar good treatment. Uh, later clarified from another sister of the raven, but left up to your imagination here at this point in the story when the information might be useful. Uh, the next day, they flew over three of each place. Um, had the same kind of night, and on the morning following, instead of the raven showing up, it was the handsomest lad uh, Tinker Todd had ever seen <laughs> come out to meet him. He had gold rings in his hair and a bundle in his hand. Uh, so Tinkle Todd asked if uh, this man had seen the raven, and the man said, Nah, I am the raven. <laughs> I was put under a spell by a bad druid, and meeting you loosed me. So I'm gonna give you this Oof. bundle. Now you're going to turn back, you're going to lie a night in each house as you did before, and do not open the bundle until you are in the place you most wish to dwell. Because whatever is going to happen will be permanent. <laughs> yes. Um, so the king's son turned back toward his father's house, and he got lodging from the raven's sisters again, just as he had before. And when he was nearing his father's house, he was going through a very close wood, and it felt like the bundle was getting obnoxiously heavy. Uh, so he thought he would, like, just take a peek what was in there. Uh, when he opened it, uh, it was a great castle and an orchard and a garden with every kind of fruit and herb. And he stood in wonder looking at it and also regret because he couldn't really put this back. Uh, uh -huh. and, and he kind of wanted to have this his home in a pretty green hollow opposite his father's house and not in this random, very dense wood. Well... <laughs> This is uh, why we listen. Yeah. yeah. What, what we learned from this. <laughs> <laughs> now you have Woodhouse. Enjoy it. Uh, so he looked up and he saw a great giant coming toward him. That's the place where you have built this house, King's son, said the giant. Yeah, whoops, so, said Tinkle Todd or Tinkle or Tinker Todd. I don't. What is it? Is it Tinkle Todd? Uh, I said Tinkle Todd. Tinkle Tot, okay. But Tinkle Todd works as well, because it's more of a name. Yeah. Either one is good. What's the reward for putting it back as it was before, the giant asks. So the two of them strike up a deal for Tinkle Tot's first son, but only when the son turns seven, because this giant is not about to change some diapers. <laughs> this is a wise giant. Don't that, just... is a, that is an incredible stipulation on the firstborn. Yeah. Wait After till that seven boy's years. seven. Yeah. Um, seven years is probably long enough to get bored of your child, also. <laughs> it's when they start questioning you and stop just assuming that you know everything because you're taller than they are. Yeah. So, yeah, like, for the parent, good time to, to boot him off for a giant. For a, an adoptive giant parent, great time to get a new kid because, like, they already know how to feed themselves, mostly. Mm-hmm. It's not a, not a ton of work at that point. You just gotta keep their fingers out of light sockets and make sure they don't get kidnapped. 
Um, so Tinkle Tot returned to the road. He found a place, the, the place that he wanted, and he opened the castle back up. When he opened the castle door, there was the handsomest maiden he'd ever seen on the inside, and she said, Advance, King's son! Everything is in order for you if you will marry me this very day. Hell yes, he goes, so the two of them get married. <laughs> Aw, yeah! But at the end of a... At a moment of hesitation. Yeah, like, fuck yeah. Free wife. In my free castle. But at the end of a day and seven years, the giant showed back up, and Tinkle Tot remembered suddenly the promise that he'd made, and also forgotten to, like, warn his wife about. Ah, yeah. Is this something that should go in, like, a prenup? Probably. (laughs) Yeah, if you make firstborn promises to any being that should probably be mentioned in the prenup it feels honestly like a first three dates kind of thing at the very least the okcupid profile yeah i mean their first three dates were post their wedding so (laughs) um so yeah he he catches his wife up to the situation as he says okay it's fine just leave it between me and the giant and the giant shouts, turn out your son and mind your promise. And King Tinkletot says, you'll get him when his mother puts him in order for his journey. So the queen grabs the cook's son and gives him to the giant. Oh. I don't know if the cook was mm. warned about this or Probably asked. not. This is just a kidnapping. <laughs> yeah. So the giant walked a little ways and then he put a rod in the hand of this child and he asked the kid, if your father had this rod, what would he do with it? And the kid said, well, my dad would beat the dogs and cats to keep them away from the king's meat. That's a thing a cook's son would say. Yeah, the giant says, yeah, you're a cook's son. Then grabs him (laughs) by the ankles and knocks him against a stone. (laughs) Oh, whoa. Was that necessary, giant? He's not a cook's son anymore. No. Now he's a gunk. He's rock gunk. (laughs) Yep. So the giant goes back to the castle in rage and madness, and he says if he doesn't get the king's son, the highest stone of the castle would become the lowest stone of the castle. He's just going to turn upside down. So the queen then sends out the butler's son. (laughs) Just grabbing any son she can find. Really testing their luck. Yeah. Uh, The giant takes the butler's son a little ways down the road, gives him the rod, and the butler's son said his dad would beat the dogs and cats when they came near the king's bottles and glasses. So it also really sucks to be a dog or a cat in this kingdom. Yeah. Yes, but what are they doing going after bottles? (laughs) I mean, Freybug and Cricket walk near things all the time without necessarily messing with them. Sure. This seems to be implying that they are after them. Like they, they have plans they, for them. They seek them out mm-hmm. for a purpose. Maybe there's some kind of weird catnip wine situation going catnip on. Catnip wine. Does that I exist? Think, I think it does, actually. I, like I think that, for cats? Yeah, I think that they have created a wine for cats so that you can get drunk with your cat. Oh, good. That's what I've really been missing. <laughs> in this quarantine life during this quarantine that would have really turned things around i, I mean so. it would have been a story for sure i mean now it seems like maybe it's too late to like really dive into that yeah uh, that, w- that would have been a may of last year kind of situation <laughs> maybe for the next one yeah we'll, we'll be more prepared for the next quarantine 
the next epidemic. So the giant goes, you're the son of a butler, and he dashes this kid's brains out too. So the giant returns to the castle screaming, and they now have to give the king's son to the giant, which I'm sure the butler and cook are fucking thrilled about. Yeah, they love it. Thank you for murdering both of our sons. You have uh, bought yourself an afternoon extra with your son that you did not spend with him. (laughs) Yeah, well, well utilized time, good plans, good strategy, just everyone, everyone's happy. Round of applause. Well done, king and queen. All right, so this boy, son of Tinkle Tot, answers the rod (laughs) test with, my father has a braver rod than that, and he sits in his kingly chair. Don't like the sound of that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think this is a good kingdom. (laughs) Well, the giant's like, finally, the right one, and uh, takes him to his house and rears him as his own son. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And then on a day of days, when the giant was away from home, the lad heard the sweetest music ever in the world up in a room at the top of the giant's house. So he goes to investigate. Huh? Was it Stacy's mom? Yes. And she does got it going on. And her name is Auburn Marie. Uh, So yeah, there's a hot chick in that room. Uh, She introduces herself and she tells him to go away, but come back at midnight. So he does, and she shows up and she says, All right, so tomorrow, heads up, you're going to get the choice of my two oldest sisters to marry, but uh, tell the giant that you will only take me. Uh, He wants me to marry the son of the king of the green city, and I don't like that dude. So, looking forward (laughs) to it. I like Blue City. I've heard of uh, Tethertown, and it seems Uh, um, pretty rad. I'm kind of all about Tethertown right now. Not so interested in Green City. Is that a Pokemon location? (laughs) Tethertown. Either one. It might as well be. Green Or are you saying Green City because of colors? Yeah, the color because of the color thing. It's the laziest Pokemon town. (laughs) They didn't want to think about it. Yeah, I don't know. This one's green. Alright, so the next day the giant said, Alright, son of the king of Tethertown, you have not lost by living with me for so long, so pick one of my eldest two daughters and you can go home after the wedding. And the son's like, That's great, but I want the other one that wasn't offered. And the giant's wrath kindled. He said, well, okay. I would like to go off menu, giant. (laughs) Uh, So if you want her, you're going to have to do some things. Quests. So the the giant takes him to the buyer and he says, look, I have a hundred cattle stabled here. And I have not cleaned this place in seven years. Mm, (laughs) Sorry, cows. I'm going home, and if it is not so clean that a golden apple, again, another freaking fairy reference, mm-hmm. uh, will run from end to end of it, then instead of my you marrying my daughter, I will get to drink your goodly, beautiful blood for my dinner tonight. Wait, if an apple can run from end to end? If, uh, the, a golden apple needs to be able to run from end to end without picking up a blemish. Without picking up dust. Or poop. Or, yeah. Is it now? Does that mean roll? I believe so. Because I, what I want it to just like scuttle. Be around. alive. Yeah, I want it to be have, a, have little leggies. A li- living apple that kind of scuttles about on its own. Because I, I mean, like that. No one can tell you what to do with your imagination, Gordy. <laughs> no one does tell me. I don't think. Good. Unless so you it's... say like, don't think of a living apple. 
because then I because then I do think of a living apple right away. It's not like telling me what to do, but it is informing. Su- it is suggestive. Uh, so Tether Boy begins cleaning the byre, but he might as well have been bailing out the ocean. After around midday, um, the uh, Auburn Marie lady shows up and she says, "Yeah, you're being punished." He's like, yeah, you think? <laughs> no shit. Like, yeah, I figured that out. Thank you. <laughs> she said, all right, come here and lay down. He says, all right, yeah, that sounds good because, I mean, it's just death awaiting me anyway, so what the fuck, why not? I'll take a nap. Might so as well get comfy. As- yeah, so he falls asleep beside her. When he woke up, she was gone, but the buyer was perfectly clean. The giant shows up and said, hey, have you... <laughs> the cows were all just shaking and saying, thank you. Oh, God. Uh, so the giant says, hey, have you cleaned the buyer? And he said, I have cleaned it. And the giant says, somebody cleaned it. And the, the boy says, well, you didn't clean it anyway. So the giant's like, fine. All right. Touche. Damn, with the snapback. Yeah, there's a lot of sass. Again, this kingdom, I don't think was the healthiest place to raise a child. <laughs> They're no. just beating animals with sticks and stealing other people's kids. It's a lot of uh, a lot of ego in that place. Seems very toxic. So the giant says, Alright, well, you have until this time tomorrow to thatch the byre with birds down from birds that have no two feathers of one color. So before dawn the king's son took his bow out to kill some birds, because apparently that's the only fucking way to get feathers. <laughs> Um, but the birds were not so easy to take, and he was running after them until midday when Auburn Marie showed up again, and she said, Alright, you're exhausting yourself, and you've only killed two blackbirds, which you may note both have the same color feathers. <laughs> um, so, just take, an- take another nap. Uh, Carmen. Yes. I regret to inform you and the audience that I have forgotten who the wren was. <laughs> uh, me... Me too. Who was the wren? Who? Yeah, um, where and why was it? The wren was hired by a farmer to thresh some grains, and it started a war with mice. Oh yeah, because the... and that's but, why but, we're here now. But wasn't the wren briefly a man? Uh, that was a raven. Oh, that was a raven. <laughs> yep. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, we've been through. Uh, we've been through a few birds now. Uh, I feel like the son of the. The man that the raven like gifted a castle to killing some birds was maybe not what the original plan was. Uh, but we'll. These, I don't these know. stories cause a lot of emotional labor, <laughs> which I do not like keeping up with. Like it's just a lot to work, kind of work through and process. Uh, so when he woke up from his nap, she was gone. The buyer was thatched to the giant's specifications, and the giant showed up, and they had pretty much the exact same exchange, but about feathers this time. Um, so the giant says, okay, well, there's a fir branch beside the lock, and a magpie's nest is at the top, so we're into a new bird now. Um, I want the eggs for my first meal. None of them can be broken, and there are five in there. I counted. So, chop chop. Get them. <laughs> so the next morning, um, the son of Tetherton goes to the tree, but it's a 500-foot climb from the ground to the first branch, so... Just lays not... down and cries. Yeah. 
Um, so Auburn Marie shows up and she says, yeah, you're losing the skin of your hands and feet. And he's like, yep. Like, yeah, thank you. For Wait, that. already? <laughs> I think he's like been trying to shimmy his way up the bark. How long? Uh, midday, if it's following the pattern of the others. Mm. She said, well, there's no time for stopping. Now you must kill me. Mm. Strip no. the flesh from my bones. No. No. Take those bones apart. No. Nah. Gross. Use them as steps to climb the tree. No. Eh. I don't want to. Is there not any other way to climb this tree? <laughs> There's when no. You're... I mean, I climbed many trees in my life, and never once did I use someone else's bones to do it. <laughs> you, you didn't. You didn't skin a person. Trees have their own bones, which stick out from their trunks. Well, the trouble is that this one's first stick outy bone is 500 feet up. Oh. So I guess he needs to borrow some bones. Okay, but I don't know. Rope? Grappling hook. Hook shot. Uh, so she explains that while he's climbing, the bones will stick to the tree like they'd grown out of it. Like How branches. thick is this tree? Uh, I'm not sure. Just chop it down. Well, you can't break the eggs. You catch them. Tyler. Yeah. Just what? You just gotta have what, hands. Carmen? <laughs> Tell me have, how that's wrong. He doesn't have a baseball mitt. Eggs are made to fall and be okay. They're made to fall <laughs> on the ground out of trees and be fine. That's what we learned in science class when we did the egg drop, and you just have to, you just have to like hit it on the little round part instead of the big round part. Uh huh. Um, yeah, so the bones will stick like they'd grown out of the tree, and when you're coming down, you need to put a foot on each bone, and then they will drop into your hand when you touch them. Stand on each bone. Every bone. All of them. Leave none of them untouched. If you don't touch a bone, it will stay behind, so touch all of the bones. Please. <laughs> put my flesh into this clean cloth. Put that by the side of the spring at the roots of the tree. When you get back down, arrange my bones, all of them, please. Put the flesh over them, sprinkle it with water from the spring, and I will be alive again. But please, 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 do not forget a bone of me in that tree. <laughs> Cannot stress enough. I need those bones. <laughs> I would like all back. of the bones, please. They keep me upright and moving around. I need them to stand on. And the king's son just says, well, how could I kill you after everything you've done for me? And she said, if you don't obey, then we're both done for. So he's like, all right, good enough. And he flays a woman, Ooh. climbs her bones to get some eggs, then comes back Ooh. down. And he touches each bone except for the last one because it was so near to the ground that he didn't really have to use it to get down safely. So he just sort of forgot. <laughs> so he placed the bones in order put the flesh on them, sprinkled them with water from the tree. She rose up before him and was deeply annoyed because he had left her little finger on the tree and now she only has nine fingers. God damn it. <laughs> gave you one task. Was, God damn it. She was very specific about not leaving the bones behind. And then he left the bones behind. So she tells him to just go home with the eggs and he'll get to marry her tonight if he can know her, but she and her sisters will be dressed alike and made to look like each other, so I guess just look for the missing finger I now have. Thank you. Yeah, you marked her. 
Um, so the wedding happened with giants and gentlemen, and the son of the king of the green city showed up uh, for <laughs> maximum awkwardness, I guess. And the dancing shook the whole house. Well, then bedtime came, and he was told to take his bride, and he found the girl with the missing finger. And the giant seemed annoyed by this and said, well, you win this time, but there's no knowing when we'll meet you another way. What? So after this ominous, this vague threat-like thing, they go up to bed, and uh, she tells him, all right, don't go to sleep, you're a dead man, in case you couldn't read between the lines there. It's time to run. <laughs> So they go to the, t- the stables, grab a gray filly, and she's like, hold up one sec. Goes to get an apple to play a trick. She cuts it into nine shares. She puts two at the head of the bed, two at the foot of the bed, two at the door of the kitchen, two at the big door, and one outside the house. And presumably at this point, they get off, get on the filly and run away. Uh, the story does not... It leaves us to imply that. So the giant woke up and called, are you asleep? And the apple at the head of the bed said, not yet. And then... In fairy tale way, this happens for each frickin' apple slice. <laughs> um, until the apple at the big door spoke, and the giant's like, wait a second, that's farther away than it should be. And then the apple outside spoke, and he's like, dang, dang it, you are running away. And my own daughter's <laughs> tricks are trying me. And then he goes running after them. At the mouth of day, the giant's daughter said she felt her father's breath burning hot on her back and told the king's son to put his hand in the ear of the horse... I don't know why horse ears keep being, like, bags of holding for people, but stop putting shit in a horse's ears, guys. Does the horse just look up and shake its head no? (laughs) No, don't. (laughs) Not again. Yeah, does it connect to the rest? So it's like a big storage cavity? It's like the whole horse is just a cabinet? Yeah. Maybe. I don't remember what color. I I thought you meant does it connect to the other, like, the rest of horses. (laughs) all the horse kind (laughs) like this that it's like a horse network are they interconnected yeah that's that's a good thought i don't remember if the color of the other horse who had stuff in its ears was ever specified this was a filly so i'm curious if it like grows up into the other horse down the line if there's just like one horse with ears of holding anyway uh he pulls out a twig from the horse's ear and chucks it behind him and 20 miles of thick blackthorn wood shows up between them and the giant so the giant's forced to turn around to go home for his big axe and his wood knife. He cuts his way through the woods and he says, I'll just leave these tools here. But a hooded crow, uh, for extra bird fun, pipes up with, oh, we'll definitely steal those if you leave them. <laughs> so the giant has to turn around and take them home. Same same thing happens with a breadth of gray rock. Um, and then finally a huge lock gets thrown behind them. And when the giant came to the lock, he was moving so fast that he got to the middle of the lock, went under, and drowned. So, he's done. The end. The next day, they came to the nice castle where this kid's dad lives, after getting it from a raven. And Auburn, Tethertown. Yeah. Auburn Marie says, alright, so my dad's drowned and is not going to be a bother anymore. Uh, so you go ahead to your dad's house and give word that I'm coming, but let neither man nor creature kiss you or you will forget me. So he goes, he tells his parents not to kiss him, but there was an old greyhound who recognized him, and we all know puppy power. That tongue it's can't be stopped. So uh, dog kisses him and he forgets her. She's left by the well and climbs up a tree. Uh, so the shoemaker's wife 
shows up to the well midday to get water for the shoemaker, and she sees the shadow of the woman in the tree, and she thinks it's her own shadow. She never thought until this moment that she was so handsome, so she tossed the water dish to the ground, and she went home without any water or any vessel. Because now she thinks she's hot. Too hot for water grabbing. (laughs) So the shoemaker asks her where his water is, and she answers, You shambling, contemptible old Carl without grace, I have stayed too long your water and wood thrall. Mm -hmm. Which is a fun way to, like, start a divorce, I guess. Uh, So the shoemaker sends his daughter instead. She also mistakes the woman's shadow for her own, and pretty much says the same thing upon returning. And the shoemaker's just like, man, bitches be crazy. So he goes to the well himself. He sees the girl in the tree. He puts two and two together. um, And is like, ah, this is why my wife and daughter went absolutely nuts on me. And he he tells her, hey, lady, um, there's need of you at my house. So come, come hang out with us, I guess. So she comes down and she stays with the shoemaker and his, I guess, now less uh, untethered wife and daughter until one day he had some shoes ready for the king's son's wedding and so she auburn marie says like it stops using her name for whatever reason um and she says hey i'd like to to check him out before he's married heard some good things about this king's son and the shoemaker says yeah sure uh, i know all the servants there so we'll get you a good view of him so when the servants saw how pretty she was they took her straight to the wedding room and gave her a glass of wine it's like you're a guest now you're too hot to just, like, visit. You get to come hang out with the bride and groom. So Auburn Marie went to take a drink, but a flame flew up out of the, the glass, and a golden pigeon and a silver pigeon sprang out of it. For further bird count. Three grains of barley fell on the floor, and the silver pigeon ate them. The golden pigeon turned on it and said, If you had remembered when I cleared the byre, you wouldn't eat that without giving me a share. Happens again, and this time... The golden pigeon's bitching about thatching a buyer, and then a third, and the golden pigeon says, If you remembered when I harried the magpie's nest, you wouldn't eat that without giving me my share. I lost my little finger bringing it down, and I want it still. <laughs> still a little salty about that. Rightly so. So the king's son had been listening to all of this, as you probably would if a glass of wine turned into a flame turned into two birds who started bickering at each other. And he remembered everything all of a sudden. So he asks his guest at the feast, says, When I was younger, I lost a key of a casket that I had. I had a new key made, but after it was brought to me, I found the old one. Now I'll leave it to anyone here to tell me what to do. Which key do I keep? Key here's human woman. D- mm-hmm. That he married. Yeah. In case you didn't catch it. No, I got it. So you guys as a uh, secret guest to this wedding, what what key should he keep? Because you know how when you get a spare key, you just kind of chuck one out? Do you? Apparently. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Hang on to it. You never know. Um, he should keep the key of better company. <laughs> Don't hang out with any of these people anymore. Just leave. <laughs> Yeah, whatever key takes him to another place. With better lessons for life. Yeah, that was what I would advocate. But also, I don't know, keep keep the key to, like, your front door, your car. <laughs> uh, those are really the only two you need, I think. 
your Tyler journal, Pierce. obviously. Do you have any uh, key-related wisdom to give to this king? Tyler? Yeah, you don't want any of it, though. I assure you. I mean, now I do. I encourage you to go back to listen to our Kingdom Hearts episodes. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> what, I should what have ab- listened to what about them there's a lot of key related uh information mm-hmm. that you might find compelling he needs his i don't remember any of this shit he <laughs> the key to his dark version or something or it goes to the moon the key to the moon is that in kingdom hearts it's the key <laughs> to the moon yeah uh all right oh well one of the other guests says Keep the old key. It fits the lock better and you're more used to it. <laughs> that makes about zero sense, but the king's like, yeah, alright, that sounds good. I'll I'll marry this lady who just showed up and mm-hmm. no one else. And we're not even going to mention at, at any point the actual wife of this wedding that they were celebrating. At no, She doesn't get a sentence. Nothing. She doesn't need one. So the wedding lasted long and all were happy, except presumably, probably the lady who isn't getting a wedding. But she um, doesn't get a sentence, so we don't know that for sure. Maybe she's thrilled. Uh, maybe she's telling the story because it does end with, <laughs> <laughs> all I got was butter on a live coal, porridge in a basket, and they sent me for water to the stream and the paper shoes came to an end. Oh. So fuck me, I guess. The end of the story. That's That's it, huh? Yep. All I got with this crummy t-shirt that this story is written on. <laughs> Front and back. <laughs> In crayon. Yeah, screen printed in very small font. <laughs> and that was the Battle of the Birds. The story I told you about the wren. Yeah, it was the story about the wren. It seems like maybe there wasn't as much wren stuff <laughs> as they thought there might be wasn't terribly wren heavy wasn't particularly bird battle heavy those birds scattered about um no yeah not not a lot about sort of bird battles at all i mean I'm... it's like it's present i guess yeah uh i'm just sort of curious if maybe this is just the like an origin story of why the ongoing battle of birds began mm-hmm. and why they started treating humans as pawns because like they the raven kind of rewarded this human um and all it got him was a lineage that tried to kill birds for thatch and steal their eggs so maybe this is when birds realized that Humans don't need to be on their side. They can just be manipulated. They can and, just and simply be moved. Yeah, you don't trust we're them. We're happy to do that. Yeah. But you always know that they they might come for your eggs. So they're like humans and birds are not trusted allies. We are but pawns. We already knew that. I mean, yeah, but this could be the origin for it, which would at least explain why it got its title, The Battle of the Birds, in spite <laughs> of having about half a sentence devoted to devoted to such yeah mm-hmm. does it need more than that more than half a sentence or more than that explanation more than that well either one if we were gonna if we were gonna make edits would we add some ugh, some bird battle stuff yeah i'd probably make that more significant if i was gonna keep this title 
just like a long scene in the middle. Well, I'd, like the birds that keep showing up throughout, I would probably try and tie them into the whole battle situation. Give them little soldier hats. <laughs> so that we I mean, know that... that's what they're doing. Battling. Sure. Yeah. There, it's fixed. <laughs> Seamless. Can we change the title? We can. What What is a better title? The, the Tether Town Boys. <laughs> bone Ladder. That's the part that sticks out to me, is the whole Bone Ladder business. I feel like it'd be hard to stay married to someone, A, after you had flayed them and used their bones as a ladder, or B, after they had flayed you, used your bones as a ladder and forgotten one of your bones on a tree. It's very intimate. I just, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's a lot to kick off a relationship with. Yeah, it's a very intense start. But I feel like that is something that maybe requires couples counseling down the line. I would not want to begin there. No. Because, yes, I, rough... I feel like it would create kind of an imbalance uh, right there at the beginning. That was like their third or fourth date, too, so that's... You're kicking things off pretty hard. So, Bone Ladder, the Tether Town Boy story. Uh, yeah, Featuring that's, birds. That's not bad. Um, that's not a bad way to go. I think uh, the Druid story was probably some BS. What even was it? Uh, yeah, um, I don't remember the Druid part. The raven was apparently cursed by a druid. Why would he be oh. fighting in the war with birds, then, if he was not even a bird? Yeah, oh. that's uh, a poor cover. Yeah, I think that that was that was a straight up lie. Just I mean, get, ravens get rid of them. Yeah, raven could be shitbird, right? Mm. That could be the same shitbird raven. Yeah, he can be a man sometimes. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, long story short, no one in this tale was a good person. <laughs> Everyone and kind they of should sucked. all be forgotten. And <laughs> now there's a castle. Hooray! Uh, so thank you, Anna, Book Cultist Supreme, for suggesting this tale. Thank, thank you. Thank you all to uh, for listening through all of it. Please uh, send your own theories in regarding fairies, birds, shitbird, horse bags of holding, etc. Bone ladders. Bone ladders. Where can I get a bone ladder? How do I do that? Uh, relationship do counseling. That? Uh, anything just let us know on twitter uh, or on the discord which you can join for just one dollar a month you can't even get most vending machine items for one dollar anymore so instead you can talk to us haha um and thank you to all of our patrons for supporting our show and thank you especially to our top tier patrons pink nectary Ubaloo, in honor of my father sending me a ficus for valentine's day lily becca once more rising from the swamp kelly Big Sister Trapped in Eternal Jam Making, Katerina, Tasmanian Tiger, Funky Little Strawberry, Lemur, Spaghetto Drinking Deep at the Trial of Gender Fluids, Caitlin, Danielle, Wyatt, Space Pope of the Moon Ogre Cult, Olwyn, Queen of Terrible Taste, Allie, Detroit Became Crab, uh, Cobus Cat, The Day Dude, Pyrus, Kelty, Nathan the Scott, Alex, Nelical Cats, You and I Are on the Same Dave Length, Maya, Grey, Goetic Prince of the Arcane, High List of Wimbus, Yahweh Yahweh, Little Smorgasbord, Haley, Dominic, Justin, Ladybug, Izzy, Heather, High Meow Lady of the Cult of Cricket, and Jenna. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you always, Doug. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. Douglas. We're what the folklore, and that's how it works. Mm-hmm.
This has been What the Folklore. Thanks for listening to our show. If you have story suggestions for us, please send them to wtfolklore at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Special thanks to the Brobdingnagian Bards for the use of their song Happily Ever After from their album Brobdingnagian Fairy Tales. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts.